Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. And as you can see, me and my boy Hunter Visco are back in the uh, in the studio doing another uh, a uh, another podcast together. Before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast, make sure you leave a rating and also leave a review, and that ha- helps us out so much. And thank you guys. We are now. This is actually super, super cool. We are now getting more listens from the United States and other countries than we are from the home country of Canada. So, yeah, give it up for give it up for all the listeners out there who are uh, tuning into the show. I think. I think last week's topic served as kind of interesting, me and my sister. I, I wouldn't be opposed to doing this topic with you as well at a later time, but um, we did. Uh, would you live in the USA? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was kind That's of our... That's actually funny. That's yeah, funny, it was, yeah. Uh, it was, um, it, it was a good, and it was a good conversation. It was definitely a, a very interesting conversation. I don't think we really got a chance to, t- to cover, like, everything, but um, we did get a chance to cover uh, a, a significant amount of things, and, and I think the, it was, it was just quite an interesting conversation. Everybody would want to be anywhere but Texas right now. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Holy crap! I actually, yeah, I actually honestly, might as well say this on the podcast. We actually we have a, quite a few listeners from Texas. So um, if anybody here is listening from Texas, we definitely are going to give our sympathies for you guys. We know that yeah, the situation no, over there is not not the greatest. I mean, prayers I was, out to you guys and like despite all the memes and stuff because there's a bunch of funny business going around. Like yeah. I, that's pretty messed up i'm not gonna lie and we're all kind of watching from uh from a standpoint and uh uh, we uh hope you guys are doing all right so yeah no kidding um i was reading (laughs) somewhere that one of the biggest problems with the whole texas thing was because um texas is on its own power grid you know it has its own uh independent systems i heard heard that Yeah, yeah i heard that actually so like they're not they're not uh to actually stand, withstand like the kind of yeah. cold temperatures that, that they were receiving and i heard something else actually about how like if um because there's multiple power grids if like texas and like two other major power grids or something like that went out or maybe it was three i can't remember don't quote me on this but um the it would actually just be a nationwide blackout that would last no 18 way. months that's what Holy i heard somewhere crap. i'm not sure if that I'm not sure if that's rumored or not. Like I said, don't quote me. It might have just been some TikTok guy trying to get clout. But <laughs> you already <laughs> who knows, know who knows? <laughs> the amount of misinformation that spreads on TikTok and Instagram is just crazy. I see why it's they wanted true. to add the add the fact checking thing in there. Um, oh yeah, exactly. So without further ado, we'll get into today's today's topic. This one comes from r slash unpopular opinion. And so it's a question sort of, and I'm going to prompt this question to you. And maybe it might not be something that necessarily pertains to you, but I definitely think it's something that pertains to, you know, at least me and I think a lot of other people that I know as well. And, and it's why is it so hard to be nice? And what what is the challenges of being a, a nice person? Um so do you have I any think, thoughts um, off the off the bat? Oh oh yeah, oh yeah. Um I think nice, um nice is nasty. Nice is a <laughs> nice is a not so not so nice world because I think with being yeah, nice, um there is a uh, a certain upholding of, of truth as well. And frankly, the truth isn't really always what it uh yeah. it 
it may seem. Um, it's not okay. I guess it's not the way it may seem, but it's just not what people want to hear. Yeah. Um, so, and I feel like honestly, regardless, you hear people like, "Oh, like I can take it." Like, tell me straight, like I can take it. But like most often than not, people's opinions, like, yes, we're so closely, you know, we live such such similar situations, but it, it's actually incredibly radical how how different our our views can be at certain times we butt heads all the time like hence like uh religion wars and that sort of yeah. thing things, oh, yeah. things that don't seem like a big issue but can very well come up to to, to, to greater conflict and i'd be like being nice that you have to have to withhold some sort of truth at the same time you Not being be afraid nice. to like tell the truth as well. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I I think those are, those things those two things are mutually exclusive. They they happen at two different times, mm. um, but they're not independent of each other. So so being nice, um, uh, and of course you wanna you wanna uplift all the those around you, and like you don't wanna batter them down. There, your circle, right? You you want to uh, be positive. You don't want to be negative to them. Uh, you you want to receive positivity back, of course. Um, but then they ask you for the truth and the truth yeah. and being nice are sometimes not, incompatible. Yeah. They're not, uh, mutually exclusive all the time. So, yeah. I found that though, when telling somebody the truth, you, you don't necessarily have to be, um, or come across as like a mean or rude person while you tell the truth. Because if you tell the truth in a way where it's like very blunt and very, cause sometimes, sometimes it's necessary to tell the truth like that, but I found that if you if it's it's in the way in which you tell the truth, right? Like if you want to tell the truth and be empathetic while you tell the truth and say like say for, you know, um like for example, um when like if we take something like my house my house fire accident, um imagine if imagine if my whole house did burn down and you know, we had to tell my sister the truth, right? It's like the truth is say all your stuff was destroyed. You know, mm -hmm. or or say I wasn't home and all my stuff got destroyed as well. You know, all my equipment, all my, you know, my clothes, everything just completely destroyed. It's like at a situation like that, the truth is everything's destroyed, right? Like that is the truth. But I mean, you could be the type of person to be like, the truth is, I mean, yeah, all your stuff is destroyed. I mean, and then I could be, you know, sad about it and then not offering a helping hand, you know, not saying like, you know, we can deal like with with this kind of situation together and let me know if you need anything, things like that. Whereas I guess kind of like that, uh, the, the, the tone of voice thing with the text message, you know, like how you can send a text message. Yeah. You never get like, you send that text message to your friend and you're like, you know, good job. And this is the funny part is good job. Those are two nouns that are in positive, you know, like a, a job is, is work being done and, and good is, is a good <laughs> word, right? Like, yeah. Good is associated with positivity, but you can say good job. And people are like, Oh, like, screw off, man. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't, be, yeah. don't be so cocky and conceited because I guess you can't send that emotion through, like you were talking about empathy on, on a text message or that, or tone of voice. Um, that, that's where you can kind of commute things that, that aren't, you know, something tangible, something, something that, that, that seems like a physical entity, like, like a, like tone of voice. 
um, you can you can compute that in yeah. in person but on a text message things can get yeah that's why that's why i like to call so, man i'm a caller dude yeah, I, like people i've heard so much debate recently about about calling like online like i i i and so many podcasts that i've listened to people are like calling is like knocking on someone's front door you know it's like it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, like it's a Open step up, yeah exactly it's like a step below <laughs> FaceTiming somebody and I'm like I'm thinking to myself and I'm like I call people all the time like am I do people really see it as like open the fucking door like you know yeah, type of thing exactly. but in my in my personal experience like I find that I just like to call people because I like to hear your voice like I want to know how you're speaking what you're saying how you're saying it I find if I don't call you and know exactly like I mean texting I think is good for like short things you know for like you know what time are you going to you know, come home or, or little things like, can you pick this up at the grocery store or something like this? Right. Or, um, who wants to go, you know, to the gym at two, you know, something like that, quick little things. But I find that texting when it comes to like larger things can be often, you know, so misconstrued and tedious. And, and that's why I just, I just like to call. I think it creates work for both people because like interpretation, most 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 of us are students. Like mm-hmm. you just you just composed me a an essay, and here I am reading it. <laughs> so <laughs> you just gave me more schoolwork. Actually, it's funny you say this. I was speaking of knocking. My roommate's knocking. Just give me one second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so fine. That's no problem. I've been ding dong ditched. Oh, it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. So I have some things written down. And so I did a little bit of, you know, online research. And I think we could talk about a little bit of these things. So I think one thing about being nice that might make it hard for people is it involves doing a lot for other people and doing a little bit less for yourself, right? Having a little bit less reward um, in certain circumstances. You know, and I find... the old Christmas thing, like the better to give than to receive, but yeah. in hindsight, it's you want reception. True, true. And like, in, in, like some sort of return. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people these days, they if there's not like a goal or something that they can get out of it, then they, people are less incentivized to do something, right? Because they feel like there's no... There's no reason to do it, right? There's no, there's no uh, external reward, right? There's no, there's no external motivation, right? And there's no reason to want to do something like that. So, what do you think? Is do you think that's something that you might have noticed, or, or a reason why it would be hard to be nice? Is that it does involve doing a lot for others, people, and little for yourself? I think it says something about somebody's character for sure. And it's funny you say that, like the intrinsic sort of motivation of sort of things like that, because there, there is a. Um, one of the psychology classes I was taking, and it's kind of like the uh, taking uh, into perspective, like whether or not you're a good person. And one mm. of the examples they use is something called the shopping cart example. So, like a shopping cart is left in the middle of a parking lot. Oh, I and, remember this example. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. yeah, and tons of cars could be running into this, you know, uh, shopping cart accidentally, whether it was backing into it or just weren't looking, or this shopping cart maybe it was windy, was rolling across the parking lot, could damage somebody's vehicle. And it's like. From the bottom of, you know, I guess your motivation, do you, A, leave that shopping cart? Because there is no legal repercussions for leaving a shopping cart. Yeah. They're, they're, you're not going to get in trouble for it. Nobody's going to think you're a bad person because of it. There literally is no social cue that tells you that you should, you know, put that away. 
And then there's also the people that would just put it away from the kindness of their heart. And it's people that like that, that just doesn't sit right with them and they feel the need to, to take that shopping cart and put it back in that yeah. little shopping cart rack. And it's funny because like, I feel like people, and then, and then I almost wonder because I, I, I try to think back to a point when I didn't read that excerpt, whether or not I did that. Yeah, because yeah. now I do it all the time, but now I feel like I'm almost biased because <laughs> I read it. And the, and the thing was, you are not a good person if you don't do this, right? But that's yeah, like right. the, the big overlier. And so now I find myself doing this lot thinking that I'm doing it of intrinsic motivation, like that I want to do this right. because, because I just, it doesn't sit right with me. But maybe it's just that like superstition that I'm not a good person if I don't do this just because but I read that excerpt. Do you think that that could like that a situation like that could give you an intrinsic motivation? Like you, cause uh, I mean... I feel like I feel like that if you go if you don't learn from things and if you don't see something and learn from it then you're not going to apply it to your life, right? So, I mean, in a sense, I don't think that you can really blame yourself for not, you know, moving like thinking if you wouldn't move the shopping cart because I feel like thinking about that kind of stuff is like, you know, it's like thinking about, you know, witnessing a crime and 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 uh, thinking, oh, could I, could I have prevented it? You know, it's like, it's like the most important thing is like that, that you are changing your behavior. You are going to move the shopping cart now because then it might trigger in your mind at later times where you could be more what's called altruistic, right? Is like doing things for the sake of doing them or doing good things for the sake of doing them and not expecting any sort of extrinsic award or reward. So kind of like conditioning yourself to just yeah. do the good things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel like that. I feel like that's definitely something. If you like, if that's just one of your goals as a person, it's just to be a better person. I wouldn't say that's like a better person necessarily. Yeah, because, uh, it's not but little better, things, right? Like, little tiny things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just being a more you know wholesome human being. You know, True. a little bit more socially in, uh, in ingested. But um, but no, I definitely think you're you're right about that. I think that like yes, like that's a sort of like maybe cognitive programming that could you know, get you to do it. I think it comes with uh, uh, the the amount of empathy a certain human. Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like yeah. lots of people, lots of people's line of sight doesn't really extend past their, their, their view. Like, yeah. like, you know, like people that think about other people in, in places that you can't see, you know, like um, people that send, you know, money to foster care families in, in foreign countries or things like that. You physically can't see those people, but you feel the need to do it. Yeah. So, so that's, that's people with high, high empathy just because yeah, yeah. and high you know, intrinsic you, motivation the motivation that comes from within exactly so they 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 felt like they had a need to do this and they didn't have to see the uh the negativity of the circumstance of that other human being to do it to to, to cause them to want to do yeah, that yeah yeah like they they were just aware that that is it is worse somewhere else in the world maybe and maybe that was just due to their own train of thought maybe it was some sort of subliminal programming that that provoked that thought but they felt the need to to go out of their way to make it easier for somebody else in the world and that that's a high level of empathy right or or thinking ahead about other humans like putting other people's um feelings into your equation of of thought process like you could say something really uh, it's not like off-putting maybe you're at a social gathering um, and you're going to tell a story, but then you know that that conflicts the interests of another person yeah, at that, that yeah, party, yeah. or or even more so empathetical, somebody who's not even at that party, but you know will be in 
you know, of effect of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So you decide to alter your, your words, right? So that's, that's another example of like super high empathy. And I feel like that goes along with kind of what you're saying. Like to be nice, it's, it's hard to be nice just because of, you know, the, the wantingness attack. to do it. Like just the, just and, being, and I honestly being think nice. This, honestly, give me your thoughts on this. Cause I feel like this would come from a bunch of different other opinions capitalism dude I, I have that dude i have that written down that was my next point that was my yeah. next point okay so i feel like capitalism breeds dude it breeds not being not, nice it literally breeds dickheads yes <laughs> like, yes dude like i'm so glad you brought this up sorry so so just to i'll just read off my point here and i really want to make this clear for, our, for for a lot of our viewers like and a lot of our listeners as well one of the reasons why it's hard to be nice in a capitalistic society is because everyone in a capitalistic society is trying to beat one another at the game of winning and losing in life. And when, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to be nice when you're trying to compete against somebody for a job. You know, it's hard to be nice when you are trying to be a, be a so-called winner in society because our society gives more weight to people who accumulate more and to, to, who, who have more and who have more influence, have more power, have more money. And that's what mm -hmm. our society intrinsically values, right? Because that is what's able to, to, create opportunities is a lot of these things so being nice is not generally um a motivation in our society because our society doesn't reward being nice and so one thing that's also interesting to point out is we live in a very individualistic society our society mm -hmm. is very individually oriented it's it's about the individual right capitalism is about what can you do for yourself and how can you put yourself ahead how can you yeah. get ahead right whereas and, and possessive as well like yeah. in capitalist societies you you know you're you're uh, i guess you're acquiring pieces of 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 uh, valued uh, goods whether, or money or exactly, whatever it yeah. is land anything land. some sort of um some sort of value in capitalism you you as an individual are acquiring something and you have ownership and people right. think ownership is a great thing I, I honestly yes ownership is a great thing it's a lovely thing you know you can own your own car you can own your own clothes you can own your own but house. in a system that incentivizes ownership right like ownership it's, is only valuable in a system that incentivizes owning things right and like oh, our, yeah. our system is designed so that we put weight on owning stuff right imagine if we lived in a more like for example a lot more collectivist society societies that are in the uh, eastern part of the world like india china japan korea south korea um a lot of these countries are very collectivist oriented and it's about more so about the community and and not so not so much about you know living as an individual yeah so like whereas they'd be more interested in putting a well in the middle of the in the middle of the town yeah. as opposed to a well you know, outside my we, house on my land we will bring you pipelines and you can pay for it yeah so yeah, it yeah that, there you go we'll, we'll, we will run a pipeline right down the center of your street and you can pay us and then you can yeah. tap into that pipeline, but we won't do it before. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. that's, and yeah. it's such a good point, right? Like I, th I feel like people don't really understand the, the weight part, though, and gravity. Like, What's we that? need to, or like the, or there's a, there's a factory at the end of your block and everybody who lives on that block is, you know, right beside the pipeline and the pipeline that runs right down the middle of your street, like it's going to be there regardless. But you can pay us to tap into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're, 
we're still putting it there. Like it's going to be right beside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's you, your choice you if you want. Oh, you want water yeah. or not? Like <laughs> or it's not. your choice yeah. if you want to. If you want to, you know, um, like what is it called? <laughs> Die of thirst or whatever, and yeah, that's like, fine. Just hard. don't pay us. Yeah, just don't pay <laughs> yeah. us for the water, or you know, drink. Um, uh, like dirty, nasty water that's probably going to end up killing you anyways. Like, yeah. and build rain troughs. <laughs> exactly. Oh my yeah. goodness. And these are the problems that our society is dealing with, right? And I feel like capitalism itself really just does not breed uh, doing nice things for people. Capitalism doesn't reward altruism. You know, they're almost compatible because as soon as you are nice to somebody, a lot of people will try to manipulate you because then they're like, this person is easy. I can take advantage of what they have in order to get myself ahead. And you know, you might not be like I'm like to all of our listeners and viewers, you might not think that this happens, but I can guarantee you it does. This is like Wall Street 101. Like if you can find any any weakness, capitalism is all about finding weaknesses in your opponent. And when you're when you live in an individual society, everybody is your opponent. You're competing against everyone. So it really doesn't in inherently or fundamentally incentivize people to be nice. I think that's a, a very good observation. And so one other thing that I wanted to bring into this as well was that in a capitalistic society, it's very easy to feel like a winner and like a loser. And when you're a winner, you might want to stay a winner. So you don't want to give anything away because you want to you want to keep everything you have. You want to keep accumulating. You don't want to share things because it might give somebody else an opportunity to earn more than you. And you don't want that. You know, you want to stay on top. You want to stay the winner. So you might um, want to treat people poorly because you're worried about losing what you have, right? And you want to maintain your status. And then yeah. on the other hand, you might be a loser. And and <laughs> I, I don't mean loser as in, as in like a derogatory term. I mean like, you know... Um, Say if me and me and you are bidding on a on something on eBay and I lose the bid, right? Like that sort of loser in a sense. If you are somebody who, and this can happen to very nice people all the time, nice people in a capitalistic society tend to lose because they are not ruthless. You know, they don't want to hurt people. They don't. They're not yeah. incentivized by doing that sort of stuff. So, as a nice the person, nice guys, uh, nice guys finish last. But it, like in capitalism, it's true, exactly, and. Yeah. The losers, so-called losers or nice people can grow resentful, right? That's that's where – so the winners will want to stay winners so they don't want to treat anybody nicely because they don't want to lose what they have. And then, and I'm not saying this is everybody, but I, this, is, this is just on the extremes, right? And then the losers will make grow resentful of the system. Do you think that's an accurate observation of the, of the, of the system itself? Yeah, I, like I think like – yeah, I think it's an accumulation of, of, of object, an accumulation of something. Mm -hmm. And lots of people don't want to share it. Like, uh, you know, the squirrel that, that worked his butt off to, to get all the nuts into the log for winter. Yes, I'm quoting over the hedge. Um, <laughs> he's, not, he's not giving his nuts away. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real, right? Yeah. Nobody's giving them nuts away. Nobody's giving handouts to people that, uh, that, that they don't want to. You don't, you don't see people in the community. I guess, you know, it's funny, though. Here's, here's a really big, like... Uh, I guess it's kind of like an anomaly. An anomaly, this is funny because like whoever created um, this platform is kind of the anomaly to capitalism. Um, go fund me. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Like, that, is, that is like A1. That is a prime example of capitalistic handouts. Like that's yeah. like 
something bad happens, and when you generally want to help somebody, you will literally donate to a GoFundMe. Like, yeah. And and there and the funny part is is there's no there's there's no receiving end of that. Like there literally is no receiving end of that. True. Like, That's it, true. True altruism. It could be somebody's injury. It could be somebody got laid off from their job. It could be they're trying to put somebody's kid through college, and it's incredible because the donations aren't profound. It's like a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks right. there. That adds but the up quick. Hey? Oh my goodness! Have you ever seen a GoFundMe that like like any like you know purposeful GoFundMe? Of oh yeah, there was. A, like, I just read on the news a GoFundMe for a girl who passed away in a, out of a car accident from an impaired driver in Vancouver, and they raised over a hundred thousand dollars for her. Yeah, and and the and the the amount of donations is is astronomical, but the the donation amounts are are nothing special. Yeah, it's like five bucks, bucks here, here, ten bucks here, fifteen bucks there. This person just got a hundred thousand dollars. Like, yeah. what the hell? Mm-hmm. And I bet you, and I bet you, it was to no effect of anybody else's life. Oh yeah, zero, definitely. Nobody not. ever thought about that a hundred bucks or that ten bucks that they gave away. They never saw it again. They never thought about it. But the collection of people was so powerful that they accumulated a hundred thousand dollars. No, you can do with a hundred thousand dollars. You can start a business for that, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's a source of income. A hundred thousand dollars. Do you know how hard it is to get a loan from the bank for $100,000 without a good credit score? It's fucking impossible. These people just put their, you know, their, their prayers on, a, on an internet platform yeah. and, the commu- and the community answered. Like that's that was true. a complete anomaly against against the capitalistic societies. Like and that's, that's and that's a good thing too. Like I'm like I'm uh, like of course I don't want to go to the all extremes. It's a very much a generalization to say that winners will want to stay winners and losers can grow resentful. But I feel and like and GoFundMe is a very good counterexample of of an altruistic behavior within the society. But I feel like still the majority of society, the massive corporations who who you know com- constantly profit at whatever cost, they are less altruistic. Oh. However, you will oh, yeah. see altruism in a, in a, in our society as well. You know, just because we live in a society that doesn't reward altruism necessarily doesn't mean it's still not going to happen because nice people will prevail. It's just harder to be nice, right? It's harder to get that person to donate that $5, right? Because let me let, let me put it to you this way, like there have been things that that I've considered donating to, but then I look at my bank account and I'm like I'm a poor student. Like do I really want to give 5 bucks away? But then I think I think it's so horrible that the system has sort of ingrained that sort of thinking into me, right? It's like, I have to protect what I have, even if I don't have a lot, because, you know, I'm trying to accumulate for myself in the future. I have to look out for myself. You know, I don't, I'm a, I look at my situation. Now I have, I'm, you know, I'm a, that's a student that's who doesn't have a lot a of money. Super good example. That's actually a super good example. Like, I like that a lot. Like how, like, you know, uh, it's it's indoctrinated into you that you yeah know, like, I can I can give five bucks to this class and really like what is five bucks yeah five bucks to anybody what is five bucks what's and, five like, bucks even to when me you're, exactly even <laughs> when like I'm a broke university student what am I gonna go out and buy with that fuck I can't even buy socks for that like yeah exactly <laughs> you know what I mean like it, it's not really gonna do a whole lot for you but like still you yeah, have that incur- it, like that need to want to just like, keep it you. Like you said, you open your bank account and then you look at, you know, that GoFundMe page and you're like kind of like, fuck no. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's sad no that that's way, like, man. The like sort of behavior that's like that's like kind of ingrained in our society is the fact that we do want to accumulate and keep these things and we don't want to lose our our uh, materials, right? Our our goods, our valued materials in, the, in our society, which yeah. is like it's pretty it's pretty sad. But I mean. 
like you said, I mean, like you, you, like the counter example that you gave is a really good example of like, you know, GoFundMe is trying to pr promote altruistic behaviors by getting people to fund them. Um, but, you know, then there's like, <laughs> you know, you, you, there's also, I mean, I feel like it's a lot easier to be altruistic when it comes to those type of things if you have a really good cause, right? Like people will always look at your cause and if they deem it to be justified, then people will more or less likely donate, especially if they're in a good financial position to donate. Um, yeah. And then also there's, if it goes viral, you know? Um, but I do want to take a, you know, just a little bit of a detour on this and, and say, you know, like some people might say, I've seen videos on YouTube where they give food to homeless people or they go and give a haircut to a homeless person. And I'm telling you right now, like a lot of those content creators are doing it for the views so that they can make money. They make yeah. money off oh, those yeah. views. They're not. Do you think that the that, that video that gets 15, 20 million views, the money that they create from that video is going to go back to the homeless people? Absolutely no. not. They're doing no, that. super. Super intrinsic, super, super intrinsic. Exactly. And it's like, it's like the, the, um, the, <laughs> it's, it's very sad because the amount of, of money that you would make off of that video that gets, you know, 20 million views is much more <laughs> money than it costs to buy a McChicken meal for a, for a homeless person, you know? And like, yeah. like, of course that like a people will be very, I know there's lots of people who will be very quick to be like, you know, that's not true. Like there's, there's lots of good YouTubers out there. There's lots of great content creators who provide back like, and I'm not discrediting those people. Although on a whole, if you had to measure the amount of altruistic behavior that does happen when it comes to things like this stuff, I'm, I'm, I could almost guarantee you that you're going to end up with more people who are doing the stuff for the views and the personal gain than they are for actual altruistic behaviors. Right. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And then like, also like the distribution of like, you know, what the, the money that they do, you know, create and they put back into you know groups of homeless people and that sort of thing. It's almost like the, 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 quality over quantity effect or sort of that yeah sorry the qu i guess in this case the quantity over quality like you know you, you're giving back to i guess you know you could buy you know this mcchicken like you said for like a, just like a hundred thousand of them right but yeah. like you said it's like that's, that's nowhere close to the money that they're going to make off of that video right? yeah so it's like quantity and or like it's just basically like a high quantity yeah but the the, the quality of your help was it's minuscule. No. I mean, like, it's a feel-good no. thing. It's 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 meant to make make people think that there is good things that are happening in the world, and you know, it's like there there is there is good things happening, but but it's well, all like, about that ain't it. That ain't yeah, well, that ain't it's one not, of them. That's like, that's not necessarily one of them. Face value, you gotta look deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. one of the next points is that uh, one reason why it might be harder these days to be nice is that we can get distracted with our own lives and concern ourselves with our lives and our lives only. I feel like um, distraction is a very easy thing to say to a reason not to do something nice, you know, like the shopping cart example, and you know, you've got a, um, a zoom meeting at two and you've got a, you know, a, a report do it for, and it's just like, even though it's going to take you five seconds to move that shopping cart into the into the right stall, we get distracted and we start to concern ourselves with our own lives. And I feel like that goes back into sort of our society that is very uh, 
fundamentally based on individuality, right? It's like, what am I going to do for myself? What is that shopping, shopping cart sitting there going to, like, how's that going to serve me, right? Distraction is everywhere. There are constantly things to be distracted by, and that might cause us to be not as nice. And, like, statistically, I guess this is food for thought, because honestly, uh, ever since I've moved, I, I've been seeing this more and more, but, like, y- you know, like, you see somebody begging for money or they got the sign up on the side of the road and they're, they're looking for money. What, what, how many times, what is the number actually? Like the, div- the divided number of number of times you've seen a homeless person with that sign and the number of times you've actually given to one. Mm, it's true. Right? It's, like it's true. Completely, you probably see 10 of them before you even give five bucks. Like, You know, and is, I think that you actually are, are bringing up an interesting point. I feel like, our society also tends to stigmatize people like the homeless people. And we have this, we have this sort of, I forget, there's a name for it, but um, we talked about it in, in, in our, like in my psychology class. And it was about, we tend to think in, a, in this sort of individualistic society that people get the outcomes that they deserve, you know, yeah. not necessarily the outcomes that are circumstantial, right? Like, it is not somebody's fault that they are born into a, a poor family or a poor district or somebody who's born a person of color and then they're discriminated against. You know, it's like this is these are things that are so far out of their control. However, we we tend to look at uh, and one of the this is actually a, a topic on my upcoming um, midterm exam for my psychology class. But we have this thing called uh, fundamental attribution error where and it's and it's it is a uh, anyone who wants to know what this is, you can look it up. But fundamental attribution error is a fun, is a phenomenon in human beings where we see somebody who is you know outraged or upset or sad, and we tend to attribute those things to internal factors instead of situational factors in their lives, right? Like we tend to assume that that person um, is a rotten, nasty person, you know, whereas we don't know what's happening in their situational lives. You know, we don't know what's what what happened to them, so we start to immediately judge them based on their intrinsic internal factors instead of what's happening to them in their lives. And I feel like a lot of people in our society stigmatize against people for the uh, position that they hold in our society, right? Whereas instead of who they actually are and what their circumstances are. And you and you hear the example all the time, like, oh, don't give them money because they're just going to blow it on drugs or something like yeah. that, right? Which is, like, it's a very distorted you don't, like, you don't view. know that. Yeah, like, you don't know that. You have no idea. Maybe, maybe this person was stable, on their feet, had a home, and they, like, in a will. In your will, maybe their parents were, like, majorly in debt. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's and a as big soon one, as that, man. And as soon as that parent passes away, you, that, you are willed whatever. Yeah, like you are willed whatever they have. And if they don't have money and they have debt, you literally get that. Like yeah. somebody has to pay. It doesn't it. just like, go that's away. How it goes. Yeah, like when say you know like you owe sixty thousand dollars to a bank, right? And the the person that owes that money passes away. No, the bank's just not like, oh, well, he died, so we're not getting our money back. No, they they fucking find somebody, and they're like, listen. You're next in line. You're the you're the heir. So I mean, you are, now it's your responsibility. Uh, exactly right. Like we're the bank, so we can run your fucking life. Like yeah, right. 
and you probably have an account with them already. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's you not, have it's to. Not hard to find you. Like, that's they, why you guys they, got they to get into you. cryptocurrency. Fuck the banks. <laughs> Fuck the banks. I know Reddit's huge on cryptocurrency. So if any of my fellow Reddit users are listening, crypto all the way, boys. Let's go. Throw that shit all into Ethereum, and then yeah, you know. throw it all into Ethereum. Dogecoin, fucking Bitcoin. Yeah. Throw it in there. I mean, the banks. Right. I actually have a friend who's really into Bitcoin and and um cryptocurrencies and recently the bank just like his bank that he's at um prohibited transfers um some sort of it, it was some sort of tr like some transfers from uh uh like converting the bit cryptocurrencies into uh into like regular currency and um putting that in the bank account because banks just do not like cryptocurrency. Then I wonder, dude, I wonder how like bad, like the projection analysts on like wall street and stuff are just shitting their pants because oh. like cryptocurrencies are out there, but we're like, bro, we're all going to go out of business. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope they do, man. I hope they do. Like these people are, are professional screwer overs. These people are professional players at the game. You know, they, they just, they just sit behind a computer all day and, and manipulate stock markets and profit off of it. And it's sad because a lot of people don't even really know what they're doing. You know, and this is, and this is, this is another like thing of why it's hard to be nice is because people in the world, like Wall Street, like the Wolf of Wall Street is literally such a perfect movie as to, as to, you know, why envy exists in our society, right? It's like you're envious of the guy who owns the boat because he, he doesn't have any friends and he's just like, fuck everybody, I only care about money, right? And it's just like, why is that something that's valued in our society? Why is that something that people are striving to be when those types of lifestyles are extremely destructive and they don't promote being a good person? No matter how much money you have or how much nice things you accumulate or how much drugs you do, it's never going to make you satisfied with your life. You know? I'd like to talk to a rich old person. Yeah. I'd like to talk to a very wealthy old person because I feel like I, I want to know from their standpoint, is the money still more important? You know, they, they have everything. You know, they have the money. They have the time. They had their life. You know, they, they whooped it up. But do you feel alone? Do you feel, yeah. right? Do, do you feel like you missed out on anything? Like, was the money, was the money all that worth it? You always hear rappers talking about how, you know, money isn't as great as you think it is. Yeah, and money isn't well, how, how, how money comes with tons of responsibility and stuff like that. But I want to know, because I mean, like from a, from a person who, you know, personally, I haven't, I don't see a whole lot of money, right? Like you just, we, yeah, we we're live broke university we students. Of course you don't see a lot of money. Right. We, we, don't, we don't see people. a whole lot of money, right? <laughs> We've we, got we, student we loan debts. But what if, like, what, what if, what, what would we, I wonder, I wonder what these broke university students would do if they, if we didn't, you know, if we saw some money, if we did see some money, yeah. like, what would we do with it? And I guess maybe that is conducive to, to where you're at at your, at your life cycle, you know, like, do you think the Wolf of Wall Street is, you know, still money hungry at uh, 80 years old or 90 years old? Do you think he still like is provocatively chasing money? Or is True. he, or is he, or is his interest shifts? It, it, does he, does he care more about, uh, you know, memories right. and, uh, you know, being happy and, and friendships? And it, that's a really good point. You know, I think that um, money and but, external things are never going to give you happiness. And this is, this is a sad 
sad reality of our society is that I feel like a lot of people are less motivated to be nice because life doesn't treat them nicely, right? Like life doesn't really like, like, for example, if you work a nine to five office job and you are just, you do it because it pays the bills and that's what happens. A lot of people become very unsatisfied with their lives because there's no joy in their lives. Their lives are being sucked away by, by basically monetary slavery, you know, you ha because you have to work. You have to yeah. work to live. You must. There's no, uh, there's no alt ulterior option unless you want to move to the Amazon rainforest and live with people who are hunter-gatherer society, like within a hunter-gatherer society. I think, like, for, honestly, this is strange because I've been pondering this recently too, but, like, I feel like freedom is something that encapsulates happiness. And I think freedom is skewed. You know, like, freedom in our country is, like, the freedom to do what you want, you know, the freedom of speech, that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get that. I get that. But, like, freedom within your workplace, you know? But have you ever noticed that there's a required way that you must do everything? Currently, I'm working at a restaurant. So, I've got work at 4.30 today. And if I don't roll the cutlery correctly, <laughs> I'm not allowed to do origami swans. Yeah. Like, I'm not allowed. That's, that's, that's not textbook, right? And that's the thing is that everything that comes out is textbook. Because it's all corporate managed, you know? It's all, it's all business-oriented. Every plate of food. Like, I see, I see cooks and chefs sometimes that, like, will stack the onion rings a funny way. And then, like, the manager gets upset because, <laughs> you know, because that's it's not, not how to code, you know? That's not, yeah, exactly. That's not code. That's not correct. That's not spec, right? And it's like, well... Where's the creativity? I miss, I miss, you know, the, the burger joint that like when one of your buddies came to your burger joint, um, and you just threw an extra patty in for fuck it. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and you, and you grill marked something stupid on the top of the burger. Yeah. And that experience was, was wholesome. Right. But that's, that's not, you know, in, in, in the system in doesn't promote day, that sort of behavior. Exactly. Cause it's almost like the person that created these, you know, corporations and that sort of thing, expects to them. It's the exact yeah. same. There's no creativity within the, within that spectrum. And that's what chains are, right? Like every Walmart functions the exact fucking yeah. same. Yeah. Right? And every, and every superstore functions the exact fucking same. You don't walk into a superstore in BC and you're like, damn, dude, the BC here is way yeah, better than yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or exactly. the, the, the Walmart here is way better than the one back home. It's almost like there's a no. bell curve, right? It's like most of the places will fall in between, you know, that, 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 you the know, craziest, few standard the deviations within the bell though, curve. What's that? It's like, it's the people that should make that, that place different. You ever right. notice that like, it's always the people that make it a different experience, right? So, how the fuck is the is the Walmart in BC the exact fucking same as the Walmart in Saskatchewan? Right. When there's different people working there, right? The the different people should make that a different place, but they've got no voice, they've got no opinion, they've got no yeah. say on how their shit goes. They can't, you know, say what they want when they want to say it. They've got their lines that they're supposed to tell people. They're they're sales reps, shit like that, right? It's true. What could you could you imagine a world where sales reps where they would literally straight up boldface tell you? This product is shit. Yeah. Don't buy it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, where's right? the reward in that? Yeah, there is no reward, right? Exactly. You, you are now owned by that company. You can't voice your Right, and everything right? everything nowadays is just buy and sell. Like, you are a commodity. Like, even, like if anybody's watched The Social Dilemma, will know that, like, in, when it comes to social media and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you are the product. You are what is being sold. You know, they're selling your attention to companies. That is what is being sold. You are literally 
the product. And it's 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 sad that that is now the reality of our of our society is that we are now the products. We're being reduced to numbers, you know, we're not really human beings anymore. And and that's like I feel like that really ties into this whole conversation about why it's so hard to be nice. It's because the the system doesn't incentivize being nice. There's no reason or point to be nice. There's only a reason to to make money at the at the least uh, cost, you know, to profit the most and cost the least. To quote Dre, nice for what? <laughs> yeah, nice for what? Exactly. Nice for what? What's man? the point in being nice? And like OVO, just to, nice for what? Just to backtrack a little bit, it's like yeah, like people People, why, what, I just want to get this out there and just because this is kind of on my mind, but to people who are working those jobs that you hate, it's like, I can tell you this with absolute certainty. Life is, is a finite existence. What we know right now to this, to, to our extent of our knowledge, you might believe there's life after death, but that I'm just, I'm just saying as a human being, as you exist right now, our life is finite. This experience, this ability to communicate and live is all limited to when you die. And do you really want to spend that experience, this life, this, this consciousness doing menial tasks that you don't care about and doing things that seem mundane and redundant? Like, like, would you really want to spend that one gift of consciousness that's guaranteed? Because you know this is guaranteed. You know, life after death is not guaranteed. This right now, this conversation is guaranteed. And I feel like people tend to get bitter because they, they end up going the routes in life that they really don't have any aspiration to, to do or be a part of. And it's just because they feel like they have to. And... I forget what the statistic was, but there was a study done of people who had, you know, office jobs and career jobs and how many people were really satisfied with their, with their jobs and with the work that they were doing. And they found that, you know, most of these people were not happy with their, with their jobs and with their lives. You know, if you're spending a significant portion of your day dealing with things that stress you out and that you don't have any motivation to want to deal with, why would you be treat why would you treat people nicely you know because the system hasn't done it for you so why would you do it for anybody else sort of thinking yeah no 100% that's that's for fair so i think that yeah like i don't i'm, I'm not trying to beat a beat a dead horse um <laughs> but uh yeah the that was mostly the thinking there's i actually have like a ton more points and actually what it, like what it involves to be nice i don't know if this we want to make this one a two-parter but uh it's we definitely I, could. we very well could yeah we very well could but, and i uh, actually would like to do the would you live in the usa topic with you as well because i, I, I think with, that'd be really fun i yeah. think that'd be really fun so let's see <laughs> let's next time let's go for would you live in the usa and then yeah. the time after that let's see if we'll go and we'll do a part two of this nice one again so um gotcha. we'll we'll try and see if we can you know organize that uh, accordingly but it's nice to have hunter back you know yeah. it's nice to it's nice thank to you be guys doing this. i uh i missed you all <laughs> yeah man it's uh, <laughs> like uh Felt like a long time. Yeah, Felt like did. a long time in those scenes. So it's good to see. Uh, it's good yeah. to see Luke again. Yeah, For it's sure. good to talk with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully, you know, the timeline for vaccination seems like it's coming up. So I'm gonna 
you know, hopefully soon enough we people can get vaccinated, restrictions will loosen, and maybe you can actually come and do one in person with me here again and exactly. yeah. be able to do and that. Back, back in the studio. Back yeah, in the studio. Exactly. exactly. It'll be a little bit of a makeshift studio because I won't be back in my house, but uh, oh, that's okay. We can definitely make it work. Right? We, <laughs> we deal with the curveball. Yeah, balls, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, really you gotta good. take what life throws at you. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you to all the thank listeners. You if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to, uh, or wherever else you get your Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast, make sure to leave a rating for the podcast and also leave a review. Thank you guys so much, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace out. <laughs>